Welcome to Take 10, a brand new midweek podcast, and we hope it plays a part in helping you find faith and express it in love. We're on the third floor of 3327 Old Canton Road here in Jackson, just off of what we're calling Steeple Hall and Lauren Lucky's office. Lauren, how are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for being our engineer. You're wearing the headset. You got the gear. I'm wearing the headset. How was your weekend? It was really good. It was relaxing, you know. Good. Didn't do too much, which is nice. Nice balance every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, thank you for helping us in this. It's our second episode. Remember week one? What did we talk about? Yeah, that was uh, last week. We had seven quotes from Pastor Tim Keller, who just recently passed away. That's it. And the second episode, here it is. I'm calling it this. Calling down fire, a word about our culture wars. Mm. Should be good. Well, let's see. I really do want to minister to people today because a lot of us are kind of fed up and we have this anger that's boiling about in us and we've lost friendships. Uh, People have walked out on us. We're canceling each other is the word du jour today. But um, I just want to talk about uh, my experience in the world we're living in today. There's a group of people in our church in my friendship circle, I love them and respect them and appreciate their word. And they tell me, hey, don't talk about all these issues. Just preach the gospel. And I, I love that and appreciate that. It, there's wisdom there. But there's also people saying, hey, preacher, take a stand. Look what's going wrong in our culture. Take a stand and have some courage. And I, I, I admit, I must admit, I really appreciate those voices. And I really want to live in the middle there. I think there's times to we should always focus on the gospel but there is a time to take a stand. The preachers have two tasks, as I see it. The first is to preach love. First, middle, end. Always preach love. But the second task is to demolish strongholds. It says that very thing in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and uh, verse 5. Look, there's bad ideas, and there's people being taken captive by these very bad ideas. So for good news to be interjected, we at times have to demolish the bad ideas and have to speak against them because they're hurting people. In the last few years, there's been a growing movement, if you will, a political movement, social movement that's, I think, in large part controlling the media and the message, deciding what's truth, censoring speech and silencing opposition. And good people, I would say, cannot turn a blind eye to this. So we need to have courage and we need to speak on these issues. This, this, in this broadcast, I don't want to dissuade anyone from being involved in good, a good fight in our world today. But we just have to make sure it's the right fight. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 1, Paul said, hey, we're bold. But he also said, we come to you with the humility and gentleness of Christ. So we're bold. We, we take a stand and we have courage. But we're doing so with humility and gentleness. We're not better than anybody we're like you. Uh, we're beggars telling other beggars where to get bread. Look what he says in 2 Corinthians 10, 3. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. We should live differently as followers of Jesus. There's a linguistics professor at Georgetown University named Deborah Tennant, a very bright woman. She describes American culture as an argument culture. The argument culture approaches the world and the people in it in an adversarial frame of mind. It rests on the assumption that opposition is the best way to get things done, the war on drugs, the war on cancer, the battle of the sexes, political turf battles, etc. In an argument culture, she writes, war metaphors pervade our talk and shape our thinking. Nearly everything is framed as a battle or a game in which winning or losing is the main concern. These all have their uses and their place, but they are not the only way and sometimes not the best way to understand and approach our world. Isn't that good? That's really good. 
So she's not saying we're not in a battle. She's not saying, you know, be bold and don't be bold and have courage. She's just saying, is this, you know, be wise in how you come up against the speculations and false philosophies and bad ideas in the world today. Scripture tells us, we know this, to think of ourselves as soldiers and boxers, to fight the good fight. The problem is that we've so been taken by this that we many times come to consider as enemies the very people we're supposed to love. Hmm. Wow. For our struggles are not what? Against flesh and blood, Ephesians 6. So it's not people. It's against rulers and authorities and the powers of this dark world against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. There's a professor named John Woodbridge. Uh, He's at Trinity Evangelical School. He wrote a book called Culture War Casualties, How Warfare Rhetoric is Hurting the Work of the Church. Here's what he says. When we speak in the language of war, it makes it harder for us to love our enemies because it inflames our own angry feelings. A war mindset is an us or them mentality. There's no room for middle ground or nuanced positions. The language of war makes even the gospel itself sound like angry criticism instead of good news offered in love. Mm, wow. And then lastly, when we speak in the language of war, we create the, the impression that we are the true enemies and even the aggressors. We can be so bold and so courageous that we can fall into this trap of, of seeming like we're against everything and that we're not for people and not that we don't possess good news. So we've got to be really careful The Bible describes the gospel. We see this in Corinthians that we're looking through. The gospel is a two-edged sword. It's a message of salvation to everyone who believes, but it's a message of condemnation to those who willfully resist. In other words, there is a battle. There is a war. There are people who are resisting. But uh, what I want to challenge us today in is not to find a certain satisfaction in calling down fire on our opponents. There's a time in Luke chapter 9 where, and I mentioned this, Lauren, to you earlier when you yeah. asked me about the podcast. I, I told you the title is Calling Down Fire, a word about our culture wars. And you even, you knew where I was going. Yeah, I was like, oh, I think that sounds familiar. Like James and John, I think, had something to say about that to they Jesus did. one time. They did. So they, they actually, they saw people that weren't responding, that were against them. And they probably said, hey, this is some type of war, some type of culture war. And they asked Christ, hey, do we bring down fire? Do we call down fire on them? And here's what Jesus' response is recorded to us in Luke chapter 9 and verse 55 and 56. But he turned and rebuked them. He rebuked James and John and said, You do not know what spirit, what kind of spirit you are of. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy people's lives, but to save them. Mm, praise God. We say it at Christmas from Luke 2, but we need it year-round that we possess in Christ. We bring good news of great joy for all people. So we need to be careful about the argument culture. We need to be careful about being adversarial with everyone. But didn't Jesus say, he who is not with me is against me? Didn't he say that? He did. Matthew 12, verse 30. So that would seem like the battle lines are drawn. Who's in and who's out, us versus them. But listen, he also said in Mark nine forty, he who is not against us is for us. That's right. Isn't that great? That's good. So it reveals three camps for all people on planet earth. There are those who are for us, those who are against us, and those who are neither for us or against us. <laughs> There's a lot of people probably in that camp that we would probably not acknowledge as, as easily, huh? They don't make the news. That's they right. They don't get the attention. They're not the ones screaming on social media. But listen, that's you took that right where I wanted you. You picked up what I was putting down. There are those who are for us, those who are against us, and those who are neither for us or against us. And that's the group that I think we really um, need to be mindful of 
but oh, we just need to be careful realizing that people are not the enemies. That's right. And uh, that we walk with gentleness and humility in this world. And so we're being called to boycott. We're being called to speak up. We're being called to choose sides. But let's make sure we realize there's a whole lot of persuadable people out there that aren't our enemies. uh, And it matters that we represent Jesus. That's good. That's good word, Robert. Thanks for tuning in to Take 10. We hope you've been blessed. And this is helping you find faith and express it in love.